0: Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. Today, I want to talk about when it makes sense and when it doesn't make sense for someone to go to a policy or IR grad program straight from undergrad. So it, this is a fun topic for me or an interesting topic for me because some of my favorite family members and Best friends, uh, who went to, uh, policy or IR grad programs actually did it straight from undergrad. And we talked about the pros and cons of doing it that way. And I also had similar conversations with, uh, my coworkers, other friends and family members, um, and bosses about this topic. Uh, and I, I think generally the thoughts are, uh, broadly the same. And I can also talk about it from uh, the observations of my own uh, graduate program and uh, collaborating with people from other policy and IR grads programs. So, um, just as context, uh, about, about this in general, uh, I want to highlight that what I'm about to say, uh, is most relevant for U.S. students. And that's because, um, essentially international students have Interestingly different considerations and also, uh, for in terms of programming and missions, not always, but frequently they are, uh, treated or programmed differently than U.S. students to a certain extent. And another key point in context is that this is relevant for both IR and policy programs. Um, but it's definitely more relevant towards policy programs, uh, for U.S. students at least, uh, IR grad schools. Are not keen uh, in taking uh, those straight from undergrad. I have heard, especially the better schools. I have heard it happen, seen it happen. Uh, but in terms of the professional IR programs, um, it's uh, all. There are pathways. There are a few select pathways to do it. But generally speaking, um, everyone knows the few people who come straight straight from undergrad. For policy schools, this is a bigger uh, topic of conversation because, because there are a t- few things going on. Um, first and foremost, um, there is a notable straight-from-undergrad population. Among the better schools uh, that allow people to come in straight-from-undergrad, it's usually uh, around 5%, and you don't know more than 10%. Um, so they are they're known quantity. Um, but another interesting thing is that there's been a rise of... Efforts to recruit people straight from undergrad to policy schools, like even among the better schools, and some uh, graduate programs. Mostly, I'm thinking about University of Virginia, Batten, um, actually have actually um, become decently uh, dependent on those straight from undergrad to make up a large percent or proportionality of their student population. So, so I this is a. And just want to couch that in terms of how this conversation or where this conversation is relevant. So first off, um, one thing to really highlight is that from the admissions angle, uh, the quality of a school someone can get into is going to be, on average, um, not, at, not as competitive uh, just coming straight from undergrad versus work experience. Schools value work experience and you can use work experience to uh, counterbalance things like maybe not the best grades, maybe not the next best school brand, and, and to elevate you into getting into a competitive uh, program. But again, if you are straight from undergrad, all you really got is your uh, you know undergraduate uh, transcript and some extracurriculars that you did, some internships. But in the grand scheme of things, that's not necessarily considered as uh, work experience. I think it's interesting, a lot of undergrads will say, hey, I have two or three years work experience. Uh, and that includes like summer jobs, or, or internships and all that, which don't get me wrong, it's valuable work experience. But for all intents and purposes, most schools do that view it as um, full time work experience. Um, there's obviously some exception out there. Every now and then you see someone who had a startup or started a nonprofit that they kind of quasi-worked full-time on, and different schools take a different stance to that. But that's just getting in. I would say equally, if not more important, is scholarships. Um, If you're coming straight from undergrad, you're much less likely to get uh, a robust scholarship because ultimately, you know, schools want to have the most interesting uh, people come in, and undergrads usually lack that life experience to make them as interesting. So, um, yeah, scholarships are not given to undergrads uh, as robustly at least. So those are two things to just think about. I was like, do you, Are you gonna be able to get in the school that you want and are you gonna get the money that you want or need? That makes sense. Um, so let's talk about um, student experience and career competitiveness. And I wanna highlight things that, uh, where it kind of like challenges the notion where it makes sense uh, for someone coming straight from undergrad. So in terms of student experience, um, there's a lot to be said about if an undergrad is competitive for student opportunities. There's a lot of uh, research assistantships, uh, teaching assistantships, and uh, leadership positions of uh, some of the more robust or competitive student organizations, and which are, is essentially going to be very difficult, if not impossible, although not, I don't want to say impossible, just, just say very difficult for under. A dose straight from undergrad to experience. Uh, it just comes down to you know, when, when someone looks at an uh, application for it, they'll see, hey, this person doesn't have any working experience. I'm a concern if this person is sufficiently qualified uh, for whatever position you're looking for. Um, in terms of student leadership activities, a lot of times uh, you're applying for something and just either combination of staff and or older students Who determine uh, who they want give a slot to. So, um, that being said, yes, I have seen people straight from undergrad um, get some like more mid tier, uh, less competitive roles within the student uh, or university provided opportunities, and and especially if you're in like school where there's lots of straight from undergrads, much more possible. But like in the more competitive schools. The, if you care about having the best uh, range of opportunities accessible to you, then it, it, it doesn't really help to come straight from undergrad. And then there's um, enjoyment and social experiences. Like the reality is that the average student in uh, public policy space is roughly like 25, 26, depending on which school, sometimes 27. Uh, IR among the IR professional programs usually a bit older, 26, 27. And if you're no, it might not look that much on like that much on paper, but when comes you come straight from undergrad, you're usually twenty-three. That three-year difference is a lot. Um and it changes about what your social interests are, how you communicate socially, and also a lot of times what you can afford. So what why seen uh what I've seen is just um, people straight from undergrads just feel a little bit socially distant at times, or as in they feel they don't have as many social opportunities, and they don't. Be, and a lot of that stems from you know they can't relate to major older classmates. It's really hard to, and there's that friction in terms of social relatability between um, the straight from undergrads and those with work experience. Look, when I was in grad school, I tried to be very open and communicative to undergrads. I invited undergrads to my uh, apartment or straight from undergrads uh, apartment many times. And honestly, it was just very difficult to (coughs) socialize and communicate with them due to different uh, levels of life experience and the perspectives they had. Like, I had to. It was awkward at times, personally. I mean, some of them became my friends and everything, but it it was a hump. And I would say many of those straight from undergrad would talk to me like, hey, you know, I'm enjoying, whether they enjoyed their grad school experience or not, it was definitely a burden, a barrier to get over about just struggling to relate to a good chunk of the program. All right. Um, then it's academic discussions. So this is where uh, I I actually find that those straight from undergrads struggled most. And it manifests in one of two ways. It's either someone who like really wants to speak a lot, but then... The basis of the person's input, um, I mean, whether it be, whether it be, uh, a very popular, not so popular, whatever position, um, or of anything, it, th- that's a moot point. It's just that the basis of, uh, thoughts often lacks the context that world, ex- uh, life experience would provide. And, and it becomes very difficult at times to just, va- uh, highlight, um, the, the basis of the input. Um. Just again, lack of <clears throat> just lack of life experience. The other way I see it manifest is that I sadly seen a lot of people straight from undergrad n- be, not really participate much at all in class because they're afraid to participate because they don't they know they don't have that much life experience and are afraid to be like harped on some of the more aggressive students out there. And. I, I, I think you know this is just a reality of you know knowing that you come in with less of a arsenal of life experiences to share, um, and I it, it's a something that causes stress among students straight from undergrad. So that's that's something that can be challenging. Then there's the credibility angle. <clears throat> I mean, this broadly in terms of um, credibility around the campus, just. You know, if you want to collaborate with, um, someone in a different school, if you want to collaborate with a professor or anything, just, just take advantage of opportunities to interact with students and programs within the university. You now, you just have much less credibility when you don't have a professional experience. Um, I remember, uh, when I was in student programs, And the straight from undergrads come in and, you know, we talk to them and say, Hey, you know, what your background is. It was very interesting to me that a lot of them like talked about, Hey, I'm ready to join a student group and participate and help you with these projects. Because I, I used to work at a restaurant or I used to operate a car wash or I helped the the laundry drive in my college or the dance program in my college. Don't get me wrong, that's all valuable experience, but you know, it's just not as relevant or you know, connective compared to someone with a full-time uh, professional jo- job experience. So like it, it was a struggle. I saw a lot of undergrad struggle to gain traction to get the like collaborative support sometimes um, that they wanted and I mean, I think it's chicken-egg thing, because sometimes they're, between what they were asking for and their credibility, it just wasn't there because they're straight from undergrad. So you know, all these student experience matters. If you, you want to avoid such challenges, then a coach straight from undergrad might not be a thing that works best for you. Um, then there's the issues of career competitiveness. And when I think of career competitiveness, there's two ways to think about it from a professional grad school getting jobs. One is what I call pipeline roles. And that's a uh, system set up usually by university, um, and it could be outside university, um, in which, uh, in which an employer or organization that hires a lot, uh, just comes in and sets up very systematic, organized ways of assessing potential students for jobs. Um, and then within these pipeline roles, uh, to get into the pipeline period and to succeed a lot of times you are competing people with working experience and nine times out of 10, the person with the work experience is going to more, a more likely get in the pipeline and the pipeline has a winnowing effect. So like for example, they take 15 people, but only 10 people get the job. However, nine times out of 10, um, if, if there's a shortage of spots, then the person with the professional experience will get the job. Or the opportunity or role, whatever. And I, yeah, I, it's just really sad to me that like I've seen lots of great straight from undergrads. Um, uh, when it comes to some of the more competitive opportunities, like all, if they had just had two or three more years of work experience, they would have been amazing fits for it. So, and then some of these opportunities also have a like working experience requirement, actually. So that's just so many opportunities that, uh, the straight from undergrad folks don't aren't eligible for Um, every now and then they make exceptions for some straight from undergrad but like that has to be like the most amazing terrific awesome straight from undergrad person there is I I will I do have a friend who did come straight from undergrad and he clenched a pipeline role that uh, is not traditionally handed out to those straight from undergrad so it does happen every now and then but like he was just a super amazing person period so yeah. Uh, then there's non-pipeline roles. So if you're coming to grad school, and you want non-pipeline roles. So something which uh school doesn't traditionally hire, doesn't have a system to hire for, this is where being straight from undergrad really hurts. Because to get a non-pipeline role, you have to network. And those with working experience essentially just have a better network because of um, you know, they're older, their friends are more established in jobs can help them out. Also, they've been in at least one uh, professional setting, which they have friends from that professional setting that can help them out, or their friends know friends that can help them out. And, and again, this kind of goes back to credibility is that someone's more willing to network with you if you kind of like have a basis of experience that you could uh, speak to. So... Um, so if you want to be some on the, like, the better side of career competitiveness and IR policy grad programs, uh, coming straight from undergrad might not make sense for you. Now, I think it's important to highlight when it makes sense. And there's quite a few scenarios in which it would make sense. I think, first of all, the most common scenario where it makes sense is if someone's part of a structured program or fellowship or scholarship in which people are brought in together as cohorts or some level of a group um, program. And uh, there's programming put forward for that person. And usually if there's a, almost a guaranteed job coming out or if there's not a guaranteed job coming out, um, there's s- sort of a program to really give them a leg up and getting the job they want. So um, what I just said doesn't apply to every every type of these structure programs, but like bits and pieces may apply to uh, various ones. So i I use examples. A very popular one is a four plus one program. So this is becoming more and more popular. This is how UVA Batten I I could be wrong, but I believe that's how UVA Batten has a lot straight from undergrads. I know some policy schools are exploring it because or exploring having their own four plus one program, because As I said in another episode, grad schools are profit centers and you can make money off of uh, graduate students. Um, but four plus one programs are basically you do four years of undergrad and uh, normally where you take two years to get a master's, you do it within one year. And if it's something which it's, uh, you know, it's an area you want to focus on, one more year of grad school and you're dealing with other people like you and which have a built in support system and a built-in cohort i think you know then it might make sense um so yeah another one like i mentioned is like a fellowship scholarship this is where some of my family members uh had going going to grad school from undergrad and again there's benefits and like you're part of a built-in program so along your way in grad school uh there's others like you that you can connect with, help you out, help you navigate. There's alumni who went through a fellowship scholarship that to like kind of hold your hand, help you out. And uh, there's employers and job opportunities focused on you because you're on a fellowship or special specialized scholarship for uh, targeted those straight from undergrad. And you, again, this is where all the the challenges of maybe not lacking the the most accessibility to top student experiences and uh, the challenge of lacking the means for top pr- career opportunities are kind of like mitigated um, because of just other built-in structures to help you out. So um, another way in which going to undergrad might make sense is if someone really cares about uh, a, a research role uh, that, that going to professional school might help them with. So usually the way I see this manifest is uh, someone does a fair amount of research on a topic they're very passionate about in, in undergrad and they just want to do more of it. So they want to do it in grad school, but they don't want to do a Ph.D. program or they might not be sure. But either way, the professional program offers that person uh, a pathway to do more advanced research. Uh, maybe with a professor like a program like. And yeah. And in that case, you know, it's, it's very focused, specific. It's um, there's a strong path, there's a strong pathway. Uh, and there's a kind of like a, a dedicated purpose to it. And sure, if that's something you want to do, then it makes sense. Now, this is not the same as you did some research and, I don't know, uh, some level subway, subway planning undergrad. And so you don't know what you really want to do, but you just want to do some level of research. So you're going to a policy school or, I don't know, AR, uh, IR school for international transportation relations, whatever. I don't think that's a big thing, but yeah, just an example. Um, and you want to do some, some vague idea of like some level of research. No, 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 that's not, that's not the same thing. It's basically a more reasonable example of like, hey, you in, uh, you, you in undergrad did a lot of research on uh, U.S.-Korea international relations uh, policy, and you want to expand that to a more professional setting. And maybe get a job from that and work uh, with a government organization on it uh, with the basis of your strong research experience. That is a more uh, sensible, uh, like, straight from undergrad route. The third is what I call, uh, where it makes sense, is what I call, like, a necessary career pivot. So this is for people like... Were an engineering major in undergrad and then they realize right before graduation or the fall of senior year, they hate engineering and they don't want to do engineering whatsoever. And for some reason, they're in love with IR public policy, but it's next to impossible for them to get an IR public policy job because it's, they don't, they did even focus it in undergrad. If they're trying to make a hard pivot and they know for sure they want to make a hard pivot, then, you know, it you might get less of a, amazing experience so to speak or in the grad program and the job coming out of it might be uh equivalent to straight from uh for like someone coming from undergrad but it's the masters professional masters become the means to pivot so and just change your the career opportunities available to you um so you know if someone's really passionate about pivoting then i can see it makes sense and what i want to close with is I see Amanda's those shift from undergrad, and need to rush. Like, um, th- there's a sentiment like, I think I'm passionate about this, interested in this, and I want to focus on this, or I think I want to focus on this, or generally this type of policy area, or make change in this type of policy area. So they like rush to get a master's. Um, and I appreciate the zeal, but the challenge, the issue is that a lot of times, there's like a rush to failure. And a lot of rush to failure is like uh, there's the lack of life experience to understand how things work in society, how government programs work, how programming work, how teams work, kind of like become barriers to um, really uh, have those straight undergrad achieve what they want to achieve or know what's impossible. And my best advice for someone for, – uh, from undergrad, thinking about going straight from undergrad to professional graduate program is like, look, uh, number one, if you want to get in best best schools, get some life experience. If, if you want to get money, get some life experience. By money, I mean scholarship. Um, and also, that one, at least one, but that two years will set you up so well, uh, generally speaking, for uh, a professional degree. Like I said, um, if there's specific targeted reasons or targeted programs f- uh, to help someone succeed um, from student experience and career angle uh, straight from undergrad, then, you know, if someone's really passionate enough, it, then it, passionate enough, has a plan, is dedicated enough, then it makes sense. Uh, also, I want to say, like, if anyone's straight from undergrad has been thinking about a professional program, uh, you need to be essentially be really tip-top uh, perspective professional. So that's like a combination of good grades, being able to talk to older people, being able to network, uh, being like just if if you're someone that struggles to get in a room and make conversation with people older than you, by older I mean like late 20s, 30s, whatever, then, you know, going to grad school, straight from undergrad might not be the best idea. All right, so those are my thoughts. Hope it's helpful, and um, yeah, good luck.